Hey there, folks, and welcome to another episode of Little Mullet Podcast here on Corsi FPN. And tonight's episode is a special mini episode. This is not going to be a long one. This is all covering, of course, the latest and greatest film in the Expendables franchise, which is being hit by both raving reviews and all the way down to not so positive reviews. Let's uh, let's just say, but. I'm kind of middle of the road with it. I quite enjoyed it. It's nowhere near uh, the same quality as the um, other films. It's definitely lacking in budget and a few other things by the look of it anyway. But I still think it has the flavour and feel of the other films. But we're going to get into that very, very soon here, of course, on the Little Mullet Podcast. I'm your host, Adam O'Brien, coming to you live from Quinlan's Cantina in the Gold Coast of Australia. On tonight's episode... Obviously, we're looking at the Expendables 4 or Expend 4 Bulls. <laughs> and, of course, there's a lot of returning characters in this film, um, which we're going to talk about very, very soon. You can catch this show and many others like it, obviously, on the FPN at fpnet.popping.com. You can catch me on at The Lethal Mullet on all socials. That is, of course, on, um, on Instagram, on X down, on Twitter. And find us over there too. Also on FPN's one there too at FanPod Network. And you can also catch us at, of course, on the Facebook feed at The Lethal Mullet. And of course, Lethal Mullet Podcast, having many different things over there to chat about and talk about it as well. When it comes to martial arts, movies and mayhem and more from the 70s, 80s, 90s and beyond. All right, so let's have a look at this film. This is a film which um, had been out for a couple of weeks which I hadn't had a chance to see. And uh, to say that it, especially from our um, American um, brothers over there, and of course uh, the land of the Phantom Podcast Network, pretty much all of them did not like this film. Uh, it's, uh, of course, Kevin, um, our co-founder, along with Kyle, and, uh, and Lee, I believe, as well, did not like this one. So, um, you know, you all like what you like, so I respect that. However, I actually enjoyed this. And that this is, I'll get into very, very soon what I think about that as well. So, The Expendables 4, or Expend 4 Balls, <laughs> is a 2023 action movie. The fourth movie in, the, of course, The Expendables franchise, which started um, all the way back uh, in the, was it the mid-2000s or whatever it was, 2010, I do believe. And, of course, it starred um, Jason Statham, Stallone, Lundgren, and Randy Couture, and, of course, many others, Terry Crews, and, of course, Jet Li. Um, but we've got a new team in this one, and that is made up of 50 Cent, Megan Fox, Tony Jaa, Ika Uwais, who plays one of the bad guys in this, Jacob Scipio, Levy Tran, and Andy Garcia, also joining the cast. And the godfather himself, Le Don, is in this one. So uh, it is great. It's fantastic. So this has been considered basically a uh, box office bomb. It grossed $51 million. And the budget was actually $100 million, which is pretty big for a, a movie um, like this. You know, an action movie like this is not made quite as often as, um, say, your Marvel, Star Wars, or any of those um, cookie-cutter comic book movies, which they keep coming out and people keep spending money on them. So guess what? They must be worth looking at. Yeah, this is directed by Scott Wall, And um, Scott Wall was um, basing this on a screenplay by... Max Adams, Ted uh, Daggerhart, and of course, one of my favourites, Kurt Wimmer, 
who's both the writer and director, of course, of Equilibrium. Yes, the Gun Carter movie with, of course, the great Christian Bale. And what a damn good movie that is as well. Based on, of course, um, yeah, the movie of the same name, The Expendables. Um, this is also produced by Kevin King, Templeton, Les Weldon, and Yav Yariv Lerner. And, of course, Jason Statham even produces as well. We've already talked about the cast. The music's by Guillaume Rossell. And then we've got um, also a couple more production companies joining us, along with, of course, distributing by Lionsgate. This came out September 15 and September 22 in various countries. And uh, the movie does get back to a more of a 90-minute style running time, but a little bit longer, 104 minutes. So before we get into the nitty-gritty, let's talk about what the movie's about. So the Expendals are sent all the way to Libya. And this is to prevent one mercenary from stealing nuclear warheads for a mysterious terrorist. There's one they don't know uh, the name of yet, called Ocelot. And um, the team is led, of course, by Barney Ross again, and members Lee Christmas, Toll Road, Gunnar Jensen, and new guys by the name of Easy Day and Gallon. So from here, we, we basically have them... They're incapacitated when all their vehicles are basically taken out and destroyed in a big fight. When Rama shoots their plane down, the team finds that um, the burnt body of what seems to be Barney Ross. Of course, they lose their leader, Stallone. Of course, Barney Ross. So at Barney's uh, funeral, a CIA operative by the name of Marsh reveals that the team were uh, out to pursue, of course, Ocelot and Rama. But without um, this stage going out at the pub, they said, you're out to um, Jason Statham characters, Lee uh, Christmas. So Lee basically disobeys orders and they make out that it basically, that disobeying is what killed Stallone, okay? His character. From here, the team um, is basically uh, put together and he's replaced by uh, Gina. And this is um, his ex-girlfriend, who's also um, got, uh, brings an operative with her by the name of Lash, who's just as tough as the guys. She's really good at this too. So they go all the way over to um, Asia where there's basically, they're tracked all the way there um, by Lee Christmas who puts a tracking device on uh, on his ex-girlfriend's um, stuff. And they're ambushed and then taken hostage, the whole lot of them. Marsh is taken away to be negotiated uh, with, of course, with a prisoner exchange idea and of course be a witness of what's going on. So, meanwhile, all the way back in Thailand, Lee Christmas uh, then uh, meets up with uh, an, another expendable by the name of Desha. And this is placed, uh, you know, one of the great parts of the movie here where we meet, of course, Tony Jaa, who uh, has my undying respect for one of the greatest movies out there, Ong Bak. You know, along with uh, Iko Uwais, you know, like Tony Jara is just one of those great new martial artists who really delivers on everything that he said he does, you know. Ong Bak is a no-frills, uh, amazing uh, movie about Thai martial arts, but the way that it's done, it's um, very acrobatic, tough, brutal, um, and really packs a punch. I mean, it's, it's the blood sport of a new age. It was a fantastic film. And I've always got time for him. And, and even Iko with, of course, The Raid, um, these guys should have been a part of the Expendables long ago. So, from here, basically, the whole idea is that they're going to have a prisoner exchange. So, from here, 
Uh, Desha becomes part of it, and Christmas fights his way through the ship. And it really becomes a Statham movie for probably about half the film there, or whatever it is, that last part of it. But the action set pieces are done well for what it is. Kind of feels like if you did the transporter with Under Siege, kind of, on a tanker, if you like. But, I, you know, I'm a big fan of Statham. I love what he does, always have, and I, I love the, you know, he delivers. He always seems to deliver. Um, and we still get the others in this as well, and, and I think just as much as their other films. And it's great to see new people in it as well. So, Tolro gets taken down, unfortunately, and needs some um, care. Of course, medical attention. From here, they go all the way to the prisoner exchange where Marsh is then found out to be, of course, the main bad guy. And hoping to basically uh, profit from everything that's happening and igniting a, a third world war through what they're doing. And of course, from here, Tol, uh, you know, just to save Tol and obviously get everyone off, Christmas stays behind on the ship to avoid the, um, the nukes and everything going to land where they're going to basically take out part of Russia. From here, he turns the ship around. <laughs> and basically from here, uh, you know, with everyone else safely off the ship, they think they're going to get away smoothly. But from here, this is where Marsh gets taken out, of course, by a helicopter. And on that helicopter is Barney Ross. And this is where we find that Stallone had actually survived. And um, they all live to see a brighter day. <laughs> so, the film, of course... Cast starring Jason Statham back as Lee Christmas, the knife expert and the two IC of the group. And Stallone basically in this, I think, was really doing the, the passing of the torch to Statham, who, you know, you've got to say, he did at least 90% of the movie. You know, it is, it's more a Statham movie than an Expendables movie, this one. But, I mean, I love that. I love Statham. Um, you know, he's, he's always been somebody through all the way back to Snatch and even, you know, Lock, stock, it's two smoking barrels. I mean, he, you know, has always had that sort of gangster edge, that, that sort of blue-collar worker, tough guy from um, London's, um, you know, south sort of feel. Uh, and it works. It really works. And, um, you know, he's reluctant hero always, and reluctant to do what he needs to do to get the job done. And I'm just, the portrayal is good. And he's a producer on this, and he oversaw what was going on. But at the same time, I've always felt that Jason's got that rhythm uh, to keep a project afloat when it comes to his lead work, and he does really well in this. Um, it is a Lee Christmas movie, but it's worth it. It's good. Stallone back as Barney Ross. Obviously, he's the leader of the film uh, films in general, um, and he confirmed that this will be his final time as Barney Ross. So it's kind of fitting that they, you know, they were going to kill him off, but didn't. Uh, but with Statham expected to take over this, well, this is, um, you know, this is where they kept everything at limited for Barney. But really, Barney's in this is stronger than the third. I mean, he's always good at the first and even the second. I think he was better in the second than the first um, when he was playing uh, against Van Damme. But this, he was really, really strong, uh, again, using what he could uh, and, you know, playing against um, Statham. They worked together well. There's a good camaraderie there. Um, second only to Tango and Cash with, of course, him and um, Kurt Russell. All right, Curtis Jackson, uh, 50 Cent playing Easy Day. Uh, you know, in the scenes that he's in, he's not in a lot, but I think he's quite good. He works, he's, he's always been really good. I don't know a lot of 50 Cent's music and, and uh, all that sort of stuff, but what I've seen of his acting work, he's quite good in this. And in particular, when it gets down to it, he really seems to deliver what's needed. 
Megan Fox's Gina, again, really good in this. Uh, it's probably the strongest I've seen her in since the first Transformers uh, film. You know, she's playing tough, but also can deliver the action as well. Lundgren, um, <laughs> probably the second best in the film, as Gunnar Jensen. Um, obviously, Lundgren's going through a bit right now. He has um, cancer that he was battling while they were doing this. So he's, you know, he hasn't been, you know, 100% uh, at his best health. But he still gets it done. And, you know, obviously, he's the most volatile of the group. He's got PTSD, all that sort of stuff. But his character is now going through sort of a soul search uh, in this. Um, you know, he's very philosophical about life. And, um, again, makes it interesting playing off people like Tolro. Tony Jaa as Desha is one of the former members that used to work for the Expendables, probably as far back as when um, Arnie's character, Trench, was in it. And, um, again, great. We've already talked about Tony, so we'll get on to Ikai Uwais, who plays Rama, who's a mercenary and obviously the second in charge to uh, Ocelot. Um, now, what I love about Ikai is the guy can actually act. Like, he's really good, and he knows, uh, obviously, uh, the great martial art of Salat and um, what he does in this, and, and even with that sort of Tonfa-style blade weapon that he's got that he uses at the end, really, really interesting sort of uh, play against, um, you know, uh, people like uh, Lee Christmas. Might be a knife expert, but, um, you know, whatever martial arts that um, Statham's done, which most likely Taekwondo, kickboxing orientated, really, really well done in this. Um, and it's an interesting fight scenes, ingenious. But if you haven't seen the Raid 1 and 2, you really need to see his work on those. They're fantastic and... Uh, it's hard to define a better movie that's like Die Hard with martial arts. It's just fantastic. Rennie Couture's Toll Road. But, um, again, great to see callbacks to the first film about the whole um, wrestler's ear, the cauliflower ear. Um, and again, that playing off uh, 50 Cent character in this as well, you know, and everything, how that comes along. It's really well done. I, I really enjoy that. But, you know, he's the real world, real expendable guy, like he's as in tough guy. I mean, he is one of the guys that's, you know, featured all the way back in the early days of mixed martial arts. Uh, real wrestler, a real tough guy, and, um, you know, humble, really tough guy. Okay, so it's Galen. We've got Jason Scivio, who's um, basically um, plays Antonio Banderas' um, son. So a guy who's, who's played as Antonio Banderas in the third film. Basically, this is a carbon copy of that. He's playing the son. Uh, and basically, Eternity Banderas was going to come back. But uh, unfortunately, uh, his dialogue and character is rewritten to the son because he was just unavailable to do the movie. But I think he does really good in this. You know, again, he's, he's good comic um, sort of material in this uh, against um, everyone being so serious and stuff. We've got uh, Levi Train as uh, Lash, and she was really good in this. And Levi's really, um, you know, again... Tough, strong, and the action was really well done as well when she's around too. Uh, Andy Garcia is Marsh, or Ocelot. He's a CIA agent, basically he's playing the, the role that Harrison Ford played, or Bruce Willis in the first two. Um, and it's great to see Garcia having some fun in this. Uh, you know, the great thing about, uh, you know, Andy Garcia is he's been in so many damn good movies and ensemble movies like, you know, The Untouchables and... Um, you know, right back to, of course, Godfather Part 3, or as now they call it, the, the Godfather Coda, <laughs> which I think uh, Francis Ford Coppola is calling it now. Great actor, and always been uh, fantastic to watch on screen. All right, so this movie, um, 
obviously come out after Expendables um, 3 being out and, and underperformed as well. So whether there was going to be another film was, you know, really up on the cards. I mean, there's been so many different um, things that they were talking about. And one of the things they were talking about is having Hulk Hogan be a bad guy one of these two, which is quite, quite a, a weird thing to just sort of do. So, you know, they, they've been looking at it for a few years and as far back as 2018, whether it was going to be another Stallone left the project and the franchise and came back. Um, uh, other members like Schwarzenegger, um, you know, wanted to put support to get see, see a series run at least to get some stuff out there too, to get a fourth movie. Obviously, Schwarzenegger didn't come back. Um, but they were looking at people like Patrick Hughes as a director at one stage there too. And obviously, this is in the high point of um, COVID-19 uh, hitting and, you know, Stallone had confirmed that he's involved with the project and that basically they were going to do a... Um, <laughs> the project was going to be called The Expendables, A Christmas Story, which would have been quite funny. But again, it was going to be more a spin-off, which kind of is, uh, you know, as we, it gets going and... Um, you know, they were still going to bring back part of what was going on. So this is where they brought the writers in. Um, and obviously, they've been rewritten a few times as far back as 2019 and then in 2021. Um, and then, of course, right back through to, of course, Kurt Wimmer working on the project too. So multiple actors have reported in being um, wanting to become part of the series. Um, and at one stage, Pierce Brosnan was going to be in the series. He talked to the producer, Avi Lerner. Uh, others that have mentioned interest, um, so one of them was Jack Nicholson to play one of the, the villains, Sylvester Stallone was going to have in, um, even Clint Eastwood was going to come into it at one stage there, Jackie Chan was approached, Dwayne Johnson even wanted to become part of it, but here's the big one, Hulk Hogan claimed that he was in talks to play the film's bad guy. In 2020, Van Damme had uh, looked at coming back into it, uh, returning to it, and said that he'd played Claude Villan, who was going to be the brother of the villain character. And um, whether that was going to come through, despite basically that his Harry's character was um, handled in Expendables 3, uh, Schwarzenegger was still thinking about coming back into it. Uh, Terry Crews, who had been in all the previous stuff, uh, refused to come back because there was something that was going on uh, behind the scenes there um, at the time. Uh, so, you know, there's so many different parts that, um, you know, have sort of played you know in each one of these you know we've had a Hemsworth brother in this um you know there's also different things that um you know if, if things have come through but one of the great things is this has been a, a franchise for new people to come through um so we've had people like obviously the new cast now I mean who knows by the time if they do get to a fifth film or some spin-off they'll start bringing that out further and further so it began uh filming in 2021 and in um Basically, you know, it um, it was a film which, um, you know, you got to all the different locations. But the film was shot in both London and Bulgaria and actually used part of the Jackie Chan stunt team to do the stunt work. So you can see that, you know, Stallone's own um, their friendship with Jackie Chan really played off there really well. Members of the Greek Armed Forces are actually part of the extras on this um, one as well, too. It was really quite interesting. Um, the film's title was changed to Expend Four Balls uh, before release in 2023, which is quite interesting. You put that sort of in the branding and it makes it interesting that they, you know, it's kind of a almost a rebooty title sort of thing too. Um, and of course, we talked about the release times. It um, came out on premium video on demand on October 13, 2023. 
So you may find that if you're living out in Australia in the next couple of weeks, it'll be out on one of those formats if it's not already. And we'll probably be watching it when it streams that way on theatrical, um, of course, the home cinema here uh, at uh, Quillen's Cantina. So big thing, is the movie any good? So obviously critics haven't been exactly <laughs> paving the way for whether things are you know going to come through. But to me, this really is a, um, a throwback even more than some of the other um, movies. I think, if anything, the other sequels had so much money pumped into them that it was really, it was a, a much larger, huger version of um, how things are going. You remember back in those days that the, you know, a lot of these action stars were popular, the budgets weren't so big. They certainly weren't $100 million. And I think that's one of the, one of the things here is that we, this became more of a Statham vehicle. And it's a star vehicle is definitely something as, you know, um, even some of the reviews have said, this is more geared towards Statham being a lead uh, and less about the group being, you know, a, a men on a mission sort of a movie. So some are getting a grade from as far as like A to E scale. There's some Bs, there's some Es, there's some Cs even. It's going all over the place. But even here, and of course, the little mullet. We're going to give it, uh, you know, as best we can, you know, what is, the, of course, the reality of what this movie is. I love the intro. I love the ties to the old films. I love the action set pieces. And it's great to see new blood, of course, like Iko Uwais and, of course, Tony Jaa. And, um, you know, even Megan Fox doing a fantastic job in this um, against, of course, people like Statham, who are, you know, big part of the franchise. This movie gets a four out of five on, of course, the one and only Little Mullet Podcast.